sorry, God, you guys just forgive us for this. The word can make you productive. Abraham believed against hope. Why? Because his body was dead already when the promise came. But when the promise of the word comes, it can vitalize your organs. It will give you life. Because the words that I speak unto you, they are spirits. Hey. And they are life. So when the word which is spirit and life comes and meets a dead thing, it brings life to it. So it doesn't matter the situation. When the word comes, it will fulfill. The word that I have sent will not come back to me void until it accomplishes. Are you seeing that now? So you speak to the mountain, you stay there. We insist on the supernatural. You speak to the mountain. I love hands free, God. <laughs> be removed and be cast into the sea. So that boy said to his daddy, uh, do you believe this thing can happen? And, and the daddy said, yes, it can happen. So guess what? There's a, there's a, there's a rock on the, by the street of their house. And this boy, coming back from school every day, started practicing. He says, in the name of Jesus, be removed and cast into the sea. <laughs> Besides, there's no sea around their house. Except the swimming pool, maybe. But there was a rock there, and he wanted the rock moved. He was stretching his faith. See, sometimes to walk in faith, you must practice with little things. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah, you must practice with little things. And the boy kept, every day coming back from school, he would say, in the name of Jesus, be moved. Every day coming back from school, in the name of Jesus, be moved. And one day he was coming back from school and saw some people with a tractor pulling the stone. The word had gone forth and called people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your words can create a reality in the atmosphere. You don't see words, but they are powerful. See, it's the intangible that creates the tangible. Are you hearing me? That's why Esau sold his birthright, because he couldn't see birthright. Have you seen birthright before? No, it's an intangible resource, but it creates tangible realities. So Esau could not see birthright, so he couldn't handle it. He's only a man driven by tangibles. We don't run by tangibles. It's the intangible, uh, for the unseen world created the sin world. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So he says, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Glory to God. Glory to God. Give me Proverbs 18 verse 21. Let me show you something. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now, it doesn't mean that the tongue has power. You hear what I'm saying? It doesn't mean that the tongue has power. The tongue is an organ. It doesn't have power in and of itself. It's the words that proceed from the tongue that has power. Are you, are you getting this now? The tongue has no power. The tongue is a speech organ that produces words. So it is the words that come from the tongue that has power. So he didn't say the tongue that I speak to you is the words. You hear what I'm saying? Your tongue has no power. Your words are the ones that have power. I have to go over it again so you can get it. Your tongue has no power. It's your words that have power. So it's so, it's, so, it's so spiritual that even if we cut off your tongue, your written word has power. 
That's why you don't hear Jesus speaking now, but you are reading his word and there's power coming to your life. <laughs> yeah. Are you getting what I'm saying? No, it's not your tongue. It's your words. So the essence is that you begin to carry your words with grace because your words cannot make and make. Your words can create a miracle and abort a miracle. You hear what I'm saying? Not some people talk and be like, ah, ah, I feel like I'm going to fall sick. And next morning, you start having symptoms of malaria. You don't have malaria. Your words condition your body. So you must learn to speak life to your system. See, your life travels in the direction of your words. Is, is it too early? Your, your life travels in the direction of your words. So show me your life. I will tell you what you've been saying for the past five years. Because where you are is a product of your speech. You were saying things that carried you here. So your words are vehicles carrying your life. No, it's no motto that brought you here. It's words. I've been saying I will preach the gospel. I'm here. I didn't come here by mistake. I'm, I knew. I knew if I wasn't preaching the gospel, something was wrong somewhere. I've been saying it. I've been talking it. Your words chart the course of your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Since death and life are in the power of the tongue. Give me the next translation. Oh, glory to God. Yeah, give, give me the, the AMP. Did you miss that? Glory to God. Okay, give me this one. Fine. No, no, no. Give me this one. It's fine. It says, words can bring death or life. Talk too much and you will eat everything you say. You know when someone tells you, choose your next words carefully. That's what I was saying. Words. Now, he didn't say tongue. Do you see now? It doesn't mention tongue here. It says words. Words can bring death or life. So your words have creative ability and destructive ability. With your words, you can create. With your words, you can make. You can destroy. That's why you don't talk to people anyhow. Because you, you can say one word to somebody and for the rest of their week, they are messed up. You don't understand the power of your words. If you understood that your word had power, you would use to bleed people, not tear them down. You hear what I'm saying? If you understood that your words have power, you would use it to build people, not tear them down. So you're going to be intentional about how you're speaking to people. Even to your business, even to your family, even to your loved ones. You're going to choose your words carefully. You hear what I'm saying? So you don't just talk anyhow because your words have power. You words have power. You words have power. Someone is sick around you, your words can make them heal. Someone is broke around you, your words can make them rich. You can actually drive somebody from poverty to riches by how you speak to them. You don't talk down on them, look at you. You can't amount to anything in this life. You have killed the destiny. Why? Because you spoke wrongly. You didn't choose your words rightly. You hear what I'm saying? It says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. So every word spoken has a consequence. The consequences does not mean it's, when you hear the word consequence, you always think it's a bad thing. The 
consequence is, a, is an aftermath, is a result of. So if you speak something good, the consequence is something good. Are you seeing that now? I'm trying to teach this morning. Glory to God. And so I told you about the centurion um, who had a servant that was um, sick. And then he said to Jesus, don't come to my house. Speak the word. Speak the word. Speak the word. And my servant will be healed. And I said to you, you see, when we do sciences, they tell us that the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. In the realm of the spirit, the shortest distance between two points is the word. You didn't hear what I said. The shortest distance between two points in the realm of the spirit is words. With words, you can travel countries you've never been to. Are you sure what I'm saying, guys? But what I want to show you from that story is this. It's not about a centurion. It's not about Jesus. It's about the fact that he called him to speak to his servant who was in the house. But do you know the interesting part? This guy did not believe in his own words. So he could have spoken over his servant and didn't need Jesus to come. So most of you believe in the pastor's words over your words. No, no. The word of God in my mouth is as powerful as God's word in your mouth. So you can speak to your own business. You can speak to your own life. One day you're going to call my number, it doesn't go through. Just one day you're going to call Pastor Flourish, it doesn't go through. So you must learn how to begin to use your words and believe that your words have the same power that my words have. God is not going to do more with me because I'm a pastor. No, no, no. He does more with me because I believe. So the same way you ought to believe also that your words carry power. And you can speak to the mountain and it will move. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can speak to the mountain and it will move. You can. Don't wait for the pastor. Don't wait for some deacon. No, 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 no. You've got power in your words. That's all I came to tell you this morning. You've got power in your words. My brother was telling me about a story of a man whose wife got an accident. And then she picked up her phone to call the pastor. And I'm like, what's wrong with her? She said, nothing. I said, what did she call the pastor? That she didn't even call her husband. No, she had an accident and she called the pastor and the number wasn't going through guess what she called somebody to call her husband to tell the husband to send the pastor's number you are so attached to men of God they are not your God see that's it that's that's idol worship in disguise she called Kelatiko Baskaya Call somebody, call my husband, tell him to send pastor's number. And the husband to send the number. Said, since you, don't, you cannot call me, continue with your pastor. Come on, say, I have the word of God in my mouth. The word of God in your mouth is as powerful as it is in the pastor's mouth. And what we are doing in church is train you so that you can be your own minister. He has made us priests and kings unto our God. Not priests and slaves. Every believer is the king. And what the word of a king is, there's power. So there's power in your words. You don't just believe it yet. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you getting blessed this morning? So Hebrews 11 verse 3 says that by faith we know that the worlds were framed. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were made of things which are, which are visible. Are, are you seeing this? So the worlds were framed by the word of God from things which are not seen. So God showed up at the creation site. Hmm. God showed up at creation site. There was no gravel. There was no cement. There was no jealous badger. The earth was filled with darkness, form and void. And all he had was words. When he looked around, the Bible said, and God said. <laughs> when you show up in the dark space of your life, what are you seeing? No, he didn't say, and God cried. He didn't say, and God complained. He didn't say, and God wailed. He said, and God said. Because what gives back to creation is the word. So when he, when he was saying, and God said, he was showing you how to create your word by your words. So you are going through a crisis and you are crying. No, what did God do? You are going through a divorce or a divorce. What did God do? Your whole family is in, is in shambles. What did God do? He saw darkness everywhere. What did God do? What he did should be my response. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What he did should be my response. When I meet a trying time, I do what God did. When things are going bad, I do what God did. When all hell is breaking loose, I speak the word. No, I don't break under pressure. I speak the word. You hear what I'm saying? They called you, they said somebody had an accident, an emergency. You speak the word. Let me tell you, if it's an emergency and you're running to, you cannot rescue the emergency. But there's something you can send ahead of you before you get there. It's words. <laughs> they called you, say, ah. Somebody had an accident. They say, no blood. No, 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 no blood. And you start running. Look, you can have an accident running like that. You can become the next emergency. No, no. Hey, Amakaya. The man with the word is composed. He's not under pressure. He's under control. They call you, say something happened. You take a time. I send the word ahead of me. They said there's no blood. I speak blood now. Sometimes you don't need to go and get blood. The blood of Jesus speak up better things than the blood of Abel. The phone is still ringing. They are saying, brother, pick up, brother, pick up. You are still there. Sheketila kuwa elekoto shalakura ekapa zikapa. Then you pick up the phone. Say what happened? Say she's stable now because you send the word ahead. The man with the word is under control. Under control. He has it together. 
You can't threaten me with your emergency. You know who I am. You have emergency. I am the emergency. It's from the word emerge. Emergence. Don't know who you are. Just one phone call, I begin to panic. Why? I do what God did. You hear what I'm saying? You have control over life. You have control over nature. No emergency should put you under duress. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? By faith, we see that the world was called into existence by God's word. For what we see created was created by what we don't see. So there's an intangible world that makes a tangible world. So when he says that we know that the words were framed, the words were framed by the word. In other, what does frame tell you? By your words, you can create boundaries. Hey, there's, a, there's a frame here. This picture cannot flow out of this frame. So when God spoke, he put a frame around the world. So when you hear the song that says, uh, who told the son <laughs> where to stand? And who told the ocean you can only come this far? It was words he used to create the boundaries. No, we did not see God in Genesis with a measuring tape. No, he did not come and say, ah, let me measure this boundary. This is where you will flow and stop. No, when he spoke, they knew their boundaries. So the man with words can set limits. That's how you tell the devil, enough of this in my life. Every month, I'm always having this. Every two weeks, I'm always having this. No, shakata, I set limits. I set boundaries. Shekapula tangi so, every two, two months sickness. Do you know who you are? You set boundaries. You set limits. Devil is messing with your life. See, that's how he used to come every two, two weeks. It will be doing me here every two, two weeks. You are cohabiting demons in your body. Every two, two weeks. You don't know who you are. He set boundaries. Who told the sun where to stand in the afternoon? Say, sun, only afternoon shine. Moon, only night shine. It was his words. Otherwise, they'll be shining at the same time. trying to outshine each other. No. He didn't come with a measuring tape. He came with words. He came with words. If you have words, you have more than enough. You can lose your money, but don't lose your words. You can lose your car, but don't lose your words. You can lose your house, but don't lose your words. If you have words, you can recover what you lost. Who am I talking to? If you have your words, you can recover what you lost. I don't care what the devil took from you. If you have your words in place, you can take back what the devil stole from you. Who am I talking to? If this is your word, throw your hands up and shout, thank you, Jesus, go. You've got words in your mouth. Got words. No demon can talk me out of my blessing. I've got words. If you talk, I talk mine. It's a battle of words. It's a battle of words. Glory to God. Glory to God. Second Kings chapter 7, verse 1 to 20. There was a famine in Israel, and the king came to kill Elisha. Elisha replied. The Lord says that by this time tomorrow, 
Hey, go by. Can I prophesy by this time tomorrow? What you've been waiting for is showing up in your space. By this time tomorrow, you will get that phone call. By this time tomorrow, things about to shift in your favor. By this time tomorrow, the blessing is knocking on your door. By this time tomorrow, I hear wonders without numbers. Shake a tobacco. By this time tomorrow, oh shake a God is about to expect exceed your expectations. By this time tomorrow glory to God by this time tomorrow oh Shada who am I talking to by this time tomorrow oh Sha, I see miracles hanging around your space by this time tomorrow they will call your number and it will go through by this time tomorrow they will try to get to you and they will reach you by this time tomorrow who am I talking to by this time tomorrow when you speak the word by faith, you don't consider the options. Elisha said, by this time tomorrow, two gallons of flour or four gallons belly grain will be sold in the markets of Samaria for one dollar. Who says that? Are you the minister of agriculture? No, you need to have your statistics in place to say this. He wasn't checking the wind. Hey... He wasn't checking economic ratio. You know what the Bible says? It says, he that considers the wind will not sow. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. He that considers the wind will not sow. And the Bible says there was a man who went about sowing seeds. And the word is the seed. Hey. So he who considers the word will not speak. <laughs> you are considering the wind. You will not speak. You are checking. Will he walk? Is everything okay? No, no, no. Elijah was not consulting anything. He just said the word. Uh, next verse. Now, notice what he said here was words. He did not import rice. When you speak the word, you go to sleep. The officer assisting the king said, That couldn't happen if the Lord made windows in the sky. Are you crazy? Elijah said by this time tomorrow, you said it can't happen. If God opened windows in the sky, you did why me, me. But Elisha replied, you will see it happen. Hi. But you won't be able to buy anything of it. But this, this guy is a terrible guy. It's in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. He adorns my head with oil and my cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy. No, they will see it. They will watch me. They will be there. I will even call them to join me. Hear what I'm saying? He says, you will see it happen, but you won't be able to buy anything of it. Next verse. Now there were four lepers sitting outside the city gates. Why sit here until we die? They asked each other. Next verse. We will starve if we stay here and we will starve if we go back into the city. Now, I want you to follow the discourse. I'm about to close the service. Oh my. So Elijah was in the city. The lepers were outside the city. They didn't hear him when he said that. But when you speak the word, 
it begins to galvanize things. So you can speak here in Nigeria and it affects somebody in the UK. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He spoke in the city. They were out of the city. But God knew that the word of this man cannot fall. So I have to find something to do. So apparently, these four lepers were sitting on their own. Had no business going anywhere. But when the word was released, something tapped them. Bah! Why sit here till we die? It was the word walking. So there's somebody who has no business calling you. When you speak the word, Eshana Makaya. Why is this number on my contacts? I've been seeing this number for a while. As you intensify prayer, the soa, the person starts dialing. I feel miracles in this room. Meshula party comes. They had no business moving. When Elisha spoke, everything began to move. Your words set things in motion. They had no business moving. They were just sitting down there and the word tapped them. Bah! Why sit here until we die? Beginning from when he said, by this time tomorrow, everything started moving. Now, it took a while for you to come through, but you see, he didn't change his prophecy. Why? We will starve if we stay here and we will starve if we go back into the city. So we might as well go out and surrender to the Syrian army. If they let us leave, so much be the better. But if they kill us, we would have died anyway. Next verse. All dying or die. So that evening, they went out to the camp of the Syrians, but there was no one there. Kai. Kai. Tell somebody the word is working. <laughs> For the Lord had made the whole Syrian army hear the clatter of speeding chariots and a loud galloping of horses. And the sounds of a great army approaching, the king of Israel has hired the Hittites and Egyptians to attack us, they cried out. <sighs> so when the four lepers started moving, the word that Elijah spoke then amplified the Hey. So your words can amplify your efforts. Little efforts, great increase. I hear the great Hamoshayaka. Little efforts, great increase. It's coming upon someone right now. Little efforts. Your little efforts are counting for much. You won't do so much, but you have so much. All things are working together for good. To them that love God and are called according to his purpose. All things may not be good. All things may not be fine. But if God's word has gone ahead, all things will work together for good. Who am I talking to? It's about to align in your direction. It's about to move in your favor. If God said it, no man can stop it. If God said it, no man can stop it. If God said it, no man can stop it. If God said it, no man can stop it. If God said it, no man can stop it. I choose to stand on the world. I choose to stand on the world. I'm not shifting grounds. I'm not leaving my space. I contend with prophecy. If you said it, I believe it. That settles it. If you said it, I believe it. 
I believe the word of God to me. If he said it, if he said it, you got power in your mouth that you don't know about. So all the while it was words moving. The word moved the lepers to start going there. But that was not enough. The word amplified the works of your legs. Started sounding like chariots. And the Syrian heard them and said, Ah, an army is coming against us. And they fled. Next verse. So they panicked and fled into the night, abandoning their tents, horses, donkeys, and everything else. Ha, huh, God. When the lepers arrived at the edge of the camp, they went into one tent after another, eating, drinking wine, and carrying out silver and gold. You're about to carry things. Oh my God. You're about to carry things. Welcome to the year of surplus. Welcome to the year of plenty. Everything you lost last year is coming back to you. You are carrying things. You are carrying things. You're living in houses you didn't pay for. You're driving cars you didn't buy with your money. They walked in eating, drinking wine, carrying out silver and gold, clothing and hiding it. Oh my God. Something about this service. Next verse. Next verse. Finally, they said to each other, this isn't right. That's after they've had more than enough. And hiding some. Then they remembered. So, to show you that it was the word walking. Because they were still outside the gates. So the word moved the lepers from where they were to the camp where there was surplus. So, but they were meant to from here go tell the king. But they started hiding it. Whilst they were eating her mashaya. Because sometimes the blessing comes for a purpose. But if you're so engrossed in the blessing, you might miss the purpose. So they started eating and they started drinking and they could not walk in the wheel. So whilst they were here, they said to each other, this isn't right. The word tapped them again. Because this is not where it was meant to end. Israel was meant to hear about it so that one dollar would buy one grain of food. So if they stayed here eating, Israel wouldn't hear the news. So the word is like, because the word is a person. Yeah. The word is a person, he's walking, but you can't see him. So uh, when they started eating and drinking, the word is like, this guy's forgotten what I told them. This isn't right. You know good, this is what they do, you know good. Hygiene is good for your eyes. He says, this wonderful news, we aren't sharing it with anyone. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. So the gospel brings you into surplus. But you start eating the surplus of the gospel that you forget that you're meant to share it. Because why he brought it was so that you can spread the good news. This, this isn't right. You caught for evangelism and you didn't show up. This isn't right. You have the new life. You are basking in the fullness of it. This isn't right. 
it didn't say stop eating, but keep eating, but start sharing. This isn't right. Wonderful news. There can't be any news as wonderful as the gospel. We aren't sharing it with anyone. Even if we wait until morning, some terrible calamity would not fall upon us, fall upon them. Because if they didn't hear the gospel, they'll go to hell. So Psalms 107 verse 2 now says, Psalm 107 now says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. He didn't say let the redeemed of the Lord think so, wish so. He says, say so. Look at how the NLT puts it. Gabarosa. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. It's time to speak out, my friends. It's time to speak out because I figured that when you start speaking out, things start abounding in your favor. I'm not keeping quiet with the blessings. I'm speaking out. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. So it's on the premise of this then that David confronts Goliath. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 4. Glory to God. Are you getting blessed this morning? And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines. So he is called the champion of the host of the Philistine army. Named Goliath from God, whose height was six cubits and a span. Next verse. He had a bronze helmet. So his description is intended to intimidate the army. Because when you drop your CV, you will know what you're worth. (laughs) When you drop your CV, we know what you're worth. We know what your makeup is. He had a bronze helmet on his head. Some of you are carrying, you, you wear normal plastic helmets and it's heavy. No, he's carrying a bronze helmet and he's not feeling it. As a matter of fact, the, the original rendering says he's not six foot tall, he's nine feet nine. So he's taller than this room. And David was probably about six feet, not even six feet, maybe five foot. Or four probably. So he's like. It's like maybe Arsenal trying to play Bayern or Real Madrid. Glory to God. The Lord is with you. And he was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. And he had bronze armor on his legs. And a bronze javelin between his shoulders now you need to understand who David came against so when you saw that the armies of the Israelis were afraid to come up against him you would know that there was something that they saw now the staff of his spear was like weaver's beam and his iron spear had weighed 600 shekels and his shield bearer went before him 
Because in other words, after he had begun, he had wore all that thing, he couldn't carry his shield. Somebody had to carry the shield for him. Then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, Why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not the Philistine? And you the servants of Saul? Now this was where they started getting it wrong. Because they were servants of Saul, not servants of God. So because, uh, Sheila Bekataya. So because their confidence was in Saul, who they were servants of, they expected Saul to stand for them. So they sidelined God. It's a leadership gap. So, but David is not a servant of Saul. Are you with me, guys? And you, the servants of Saul, choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. Go back there. Choose a man for yourself and let him come down. Every time the devil wants to win you, he brings you down to where he is. He's trying to pull you down to his level. But you can't go down to his level. If you have to win, you have to bring him up to where you are. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. He didn't go down to his level. But, but there's something here. Choose a man for yourself and let him come down. Jesus came down. <laughs> he didn't come down as God. He became a man. Because Goliath is a type and shadow of the enemy fighting the children of God. And Jesus is our high priest. Uh, so he came down as man. Uh, so he's the only one qualified to come down to the devil's level and beat him at his level. Because when he died, he went to hell. Yeah. And disarmed principalities and powers. The Bible says he made an open show of them. Now what that tells you is not just open show. When you watch the movies like Troy and the rest, when people go for war and win, they kill the king of the city. They drag him, tie him to their trolley and pull him into their city. So Jesus actually pulled the enemy like that on the streets. He had to show him that I'm the boss and dragged him. What, the beautiful part is while he was dragging him, you were in him. Yeah. So, so it was not just Jesus dragging the devil, it was you dragging the devil. So your victory began from resurrection. Yeah. So, so now you are not fighting to win, you are fighting to maintain victory. To enforce are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? Let's move, let's move, next verse. I'm about to close this. Now, if he's able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if he prevail, or if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and servers. Jesus won the enemy, so we can't be the servants of the enemy. I don't have time to teach all of this today. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies. Now look at this. I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we might fight together. Now go to verse 16. Let me show you something. Oh, Bashta. And the Philistines drew near and presented himself 40 days morning and evening. So every day for 40 days, Goliath showed up. Give me a man. Every day for 40 days. But notice what he says. And he drew near. 
when you stop speaking, the enemy starts advancing. Did you hear what I said? When you stop speaking, the enemy starts advancing. So they weren't talking. So Goliath kept moving in their direction. For 40 days, he was approaching them. Do you know what it means to speak for 40 days? And they couldn't, energy, they could not respond. So for 40 days, what's the next verse saying? Then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. But you remember the Bible, it said he was a champion of the Philistine army. So when David heard about Goliath and approaching him, he started speaking, the champion of the host above, the captain of my destiny, in you alone I make my boast. You reign. <laughs> and Saul said to David, you're not able to go up against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. Goliath, <laughs> he, said, he said, you are a youth. But he's a man of war from his youth. So the youth, youth is, there's a gap. So imagine that when you were leaving the university, they gave birth to somebody in your house. That person now came to challenge you. But he also had a CV. Your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when the lion or bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, next verse, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it rose up against me, I caught it by its bear and struck and killed it. So when you... <clears throat> So when you see Goliath in the place shouting for 40 days, there was a David. God did not tell David to kill Goliath. He's not written anywhere. David saw him and took on responsibility. When you run from responsibility, you lose influence. When you run from responsibility, you lose influence. So he saw the guy. I said, this one is meat. I'm going for it. I can't, he's too big to miss. If I throw the stone anywhere to get him. But what we did not see was that the, the man approaching Goliath was the man who will become the man from whom Jesus will come. So when he was approaching Goliath, it was Christ in him coming. Because Jesus came from the loins of David. That's why Bartimaeus called him son of David. Have mercy on me. Hey. Are you hearing? So when David saw him, even if he didn't want to approach, the Jesus in him was shouting. Now that's how the Christ in you is shouting when you're running from terror. 
It says, no, for this cause was the Son of Man made manifest that he might destroy the works of darkness. There's a work of darkness called Goliath. We must get him down. I wouldn't wait until I get to the cross. I'm here in you. I will do it. He saw the guy and said, this one, I'm coming for you. The Christ was in him crying out. But, but that's not where I'm going. Next verse. Are you getting blessed? Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the power of the lion and from the power of the bear, he would deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. Next verse. All the best. Because you understand that Saul would have been the one going. Because when, David, when Israel came to Samuel and said to him, that was, I think that's First Samuel 8 verse 20. They said to him, they said to Samuel, Give us a king like other nations. First Samuel 8.20 That we may also be like other nations and that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. So Saul was meant to go and fight their battle. But the Christ can't come from Saul. Because we see in the previous chapter <laughs> which is First Samuel 16 that was when Samuel anointed David. So in the order of things, Jesus is meant to come from the first son, but David is the last and the least. But when the anointing came upon him, he became the one who will bet the Savior. Are you getting it? So when he picked up his sling stone to fire at David, it was beyond the stone. There was the anointing of the Christ. The anointing is upon you. And as you get out this week and fire something, it will get to the devil's head. <laughs> I'm coming to you in a bit. So Saul clothed David with his armor and put a bronze helmet on his head. Don't copy your enemy. Stop trying to copy your enemy. David had a bronze helmet on his... What's his name? Goliath had a bronze helmet. So they gave David a bronze helmet too. No, you don't have to look like your enemy to win the enemy. You are Christ in the flesh. And that's all you need. That's all you need. Don't, you don't have to look like the enemy to defeat the enemy. No, 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 no. They give him a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of mail. Goliath had a coat of mail. Don't dress like your enemy to win the enemy. David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk. You can't carry that thing. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God <laughs> to the pulling down of strongholds. <laughs> How do you pull down strongholds? Words. So David showed up in the battle without swords, but he had the word. And the, and the word is the sword of the spirit. So the S behind the word is a spirit word. The S behind the word. <laughs> His sword, the S behind the is a spirit word. And David said to Saul, I can't walk with this. Not only walk, I can't walk. For I have not tested a sharp by Kiza. We have tested and seen that the Lord is good. <laughs> so we, we are sure of that one. He will not fail. But the arm of flesh will fail you. 
Are we together in this meeting? And David said, I have not worked, I cannot work with this thing, for I have not tasted them. So David took them off, take some things off this meeting. Then he took his staff in his hand, the things that he is used to. And he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook. Smooth, finished work. Smooth, finished work. Smooth, finished work. And put them in a shepherd's bag. But the shepherd's bag is not a nylon bag. It's a skin. Blood was shed to create the shepherd's bag. So everything about him was speaking blood, sacrifice, finished work types and shadow the shepherd's bag is not polythene bag it's not walkie talkie no in a pouch which he had and his sling was in his hand and he drew near to the philistine look at this guys we'll close it so the philistine came and began drawing near to david and the man who bore the shield went before him the man who bore the shield went before him but somebody else went before david the man who bought Goliath's shield went before him, but there was somebody going before David. Just because it wasn't mentioned doesn't mean it wasn't there. There was God in front of David. <laughs> oh, Shabbata. Yeah, 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 yeah. Read the scriptures with understanding. And, uh, and when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him for he was only a youth, ruddy and good looking. So you don't have to lose your beauty to walk in grace. Yeah. <laughs> So the Philistine maintained beauty. So the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine caused David by his gods. So they moved from mortal combat to spiritual combat. The guy engaged his words and caused David. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give your flesh to the best of the earth. And the beast of the field. Next verse. Then David said, They've been talking and you've been keeping quiet. Goliath said, David said, It's a battle of said. Who says more? Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me if you shall say to this mountain. Sometimes the mountain is a person. You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is bigger than any spear. The big name of the Lord is bigger than any javelin. The name of the Lord is bigger than every Jew of voodoo. I don't care what they are coming against you with, but the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous have run into it and we are safe. Anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And we love your name, Jesus, because you're the beautiful one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. The God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled, not me, is the God. So when they are talking less on your God, you are there keeping quiet. No, you must speak out. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. 
and I will strike you and take your head off from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth. And that all David they talk. The guy said one paragraph, the guy wrote a statement. Guy has lines. You only know how to toast, babe. Look at lines here. Talk to the devil. But all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. So it wasn't about him, it's about glorifying God. Next verse. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword uh, and spare. For the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. Next verse. So it was when the Philistines arose and came and drew near to meet David that David hurried. No, don't wait for the enemy to come upon you. Run to him. You are not, we are not defending, we are attacking. David ran. Because if you stay calm, you can be intimidated. He ran toward the army to meet the Philistines. He go meet them. Then David put his hand in his back. Put your hands in your back. Get out the finished work. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. All my sins are forgiven. I'm the redeemed of the Lord. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Get out your stone. Every declaration is a stone. Pick out your stone. Took out the stone. And he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead. So that the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. Go to the next verse. Therefore David ran, stood over the Philistine, took his sword and drew it out from his sheep and killed him and cut off his head with it. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. Go back to the next verse. Go back to the upper verses. Go back again. Go back again. Go back again. Abananda And the Philistines said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the best of the earth and the beasts of the field. Next verse. Then David said to them, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I will I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Next verse. This day the Lord will deliver you to my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. The guy came with potacot, a big catapult. So when he was saying, I will take off your head, he had no sword. But the word became flesh. He had no sword. He said, I will take off your head. When you speak, you're not watching circumstances or situations. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He had no sword. You may not have the sword, but say the word. It will become the sword. Uh, uh, uh. You may not have a sword, but when you speak the word, it becomes a sword. He had no sword. But he said, I will take off your head. 
you don't have capital i will do that business you don't have that money i will build that house you don't have that money i will get that thing done i will do ministry cash or no cash i will touch the world with the gospel i will travel to nations i will raise the dead and heal the sick it doesn't look like it right now you may not have the sword but you have the word and if you have the word it can become a sword in your hand because the word becomes a sword who am i talking to there's a sword in your mouth so when David was talking, the sword was in his mouth. Goliath had a sword in his sheets. David had a sword in his mouth. So <laughs> Goliath pulled out his. David pulled out his. There are swords and there are swords, but they come out from different places. There's a sword in the physical sheet. There's a sword in the mouth. So when we take off your head, there was a sword in his mouth. He pulled it out. And he cut off his head. He came to war with no sword. But he took off the head of the Philistine. Because his word went ahead of him. With those few words of mine. I hope I've been able to convince you. And not confuse you. And let you know that your word has power. Power to heal. Power to change. Power to deliver. Glory to God. And, and I want you in this spirit of the atmosphere to find something in your life that needs to be addressed by the word. If you know there's a darkness in some area of your life, I want you to pray right now. David was not keeping quiet. He spoke back at the Philistine. There's something wrong in your family. You got to fix it right now. There's something wrong with your business. You got to fix it right now. I pray for one minute. We're almost done. Healing is coming to that business right now. I can't hear you pray. Is that all the words that you have? Speak to your family. Speak to your kids. They've been acting wayward. You can align them back. You have siblings who are going off course. You can bring them back with the word. You have siblings going off course. You can bring them back with the word. You have an auntie looking for a baby. You can make them productive by the word. I want you to pray right now. Everything is coming alive now. I want you to pray strong. Speak to that situation. If you can say to this mountain, be removed and be thrown into the sea, it will be done to you. Shakina Mantoko Sakaya. God is rearranging destinies this morning. God is rearranging destinies this morning. Who am I talking to? The sword is in your mouth. The sword is in your mouth. As you speak, you take down the giant. As you speak, 
word in your mouth. I want you to address that family issue. Address that family problem. Come on, come on, come on. Address that stubborn sickness. It shows up every month. It shows up every year. Address that issue. Look the mountain in the face and address the mountain. Your mom falls sick every single time. Address that issue. You work and labor. You don't know where the money is going to. Address that issue. Giants are falling now. I see Goliath fall. That mountain standing before you, all Zerubbabel, at the shout of grace. Hey, it won't be long. <laughs> hey, it won't be long. Hey, it won't be long. Giants are falling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Katabarada kabasha. Rotokopotombe sate kosha. Romanateka shotoya. Yeah, 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 come on, pray, 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 pray. Sataka, bataka. You can fix that family issue. You can fix that problem. Come on, come on. You can fix that problem. You can fix that thing. You can fix it. You can fix it, yes, in prayers. As you release your words, that child is getting healed. Who am I talking to? That child is getting healed. That child is getting healed. That child is getting healed right now. That child is getting healed. Shakabo. Yes, indeed. It will be long now. Cost decree. Things are gonna happen so fast. Your head will swim. One thing faster than the of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everywhere you look. Blessings. 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 Everywhere you look. Everywhere you look. Blessings. Everywhere you look. Everywhere you look. Blessings. Blessings. Everywhere you look. Everywhere you look. Blessings. Blessings. Everywhere you look. Things will happen so fast. Everything happening so fast. One thing on the heel of the other. You will be able to keep up now. now. You will be able to keep up now. now. Break loose. Break loose. Break loose. Break loose. Break loose. They can't stop you. They stopped your father. They stopped your mother. But they can't stop you. Out of it. Break loose. Indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree. 
things are going to happen so fast your head will swim one thing faster than the heels of the other you won't be able to keep up everything will be happening all at once and everywhere you look blessings oh shia everywhere you look blessings everywhere you look blessings who am i talking to everywhere you look blessings oh everywhere you look blessings everywhere you look blessings 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 everywhere you look oh everywhere you look Everywhere you look, Abba. Everywhere you look, Abadea. Everywhere you look, Abelata. Everywhere you look, Abasha. Everywhere you look, Abaduka. Everywhere you look, blessings, blessings, blessings. Hey, hey. Everywhere you look, everywhere you look, everywhere you look. The blessing of the Lord is here. Everywhere you look, glory to God. Everywhere you look, God is rewriting the story of somebody right now. God is rewriting your story. God says to tell you, I'm singling you out for greatness. I'm singling you out for greatness. I'm singling you out for greatness. You may not look like it right now, but I'll begin a new thing in your life. And everyone that sees and hears it will rejoice at the name of the Lord. For the hand of the Lord shall bring you to pass, says God. Yes, glory to God. Everywhere you look, new things are happening. New things are happening. New things are happening. Welcome to your new face. Lord Abashtakarozatai. Everywhere you look, everywhere you look i see the blessings of love yeah. everywhere you look shabaya kelama everywhere you look yeah yeah yeah, yeah. everywhere you look amakato i see the blessings of the lord yeah everywhere you look let's do this again yeah 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 everywhere you look Shagapada Kandaya Everywhere I look Yeah yeah Ketoma I see the blessings of the Lord Yeah yeah Everywhere I look Shagamalata Kamanaka Everywhere I look Yeah yeah Nemako Shaka Everywhere I look I see I see I see I see the blessings of the Lord Everywhere I look Everywhere 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 I look, everywhere I look, 
sing it. Everywhere I look, everywhere I look, I see the blessings. I see the blessings of the Lord. Everywhere I look, everywhere I look, everywhere I look, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere I look, I see the favor. I see the favor of the Lord. Very simple song. Oh, shut up. I see the blessing. I see the blessing. this week everywhere you look blessings everywhere you go blessings everything you touch blessings everyone you call blessings everyone that calls you blessings everywhere you enter blessings you get on the job blessings you're clocking blessing you clock out blessing you get into the boss blessing you take an uber blessing blessings 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 all around everywhere you look I see the blessings of the Lord Everywhere I look. One more time, everywhere I look, all the voices. Everywhere I look. Lift your voice. Everywhere I look. Everywhere I look. I see the favor. I see the favor of the Lord. Everywhere I look. Everywhere I look. Everywhere I look. Everywhere I look. I see the blessing. The blessings of the Lord. Come on, if you know you got the blessing of God upon your life, make some noise in this room. Give Jesus praise. I see the blessings. 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 I see the blessing. 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 